It's your guy Uncensored, giving you the best footballing lesson outside of a Ronaldo step over. Before we start, be sure to subscribe, follow us on Instagram and Twitter so you don't miss out on all our content. Join the conversation, use the hashtag Momentum. Alright guys, we're back again, another another week, another story, well stories I should say. We've got loads to talk about, so as usual we've got to get straight back in it, but I've got to introduce my guests that we've got today. We've got Nate from the North Bank. How's it going mate, you alright? Yep, not too bad. And we've got Del for Paxton Road. Evening, evening. Good, right. As I said, guys, we've got a, a packed weekend ahead, so let's just get to it. First story has to be, what is up with VAR? We've got VAR, well, we've got it in the Champions League and in the FA and the Cup competitions. And less, in last week, it's been an absolute... Oh, what's a clean way of saying it? It's not a clean way of saying it. It's Dog's a, dinner. Dog's dinner. Yeah, it's been a shambles. It's been a shambles. Yeah. In the in the in the in the um, Champions League, you had the incident with Man City where it took over six minutes before incident happened and resulting goal went in. There was a six minute delay where nothing happened, but referees pointing their ears, making silly TV signs with their fingers, and walking up and down and telling players to go away, go away. He's trying to listen in his microphone, his ear. Well, obviously, we're talking to detail about what actually happened and why it ha- what what the resulting part of it had. <clears throat> but also, we've just had the cup final. We've had Chelsea, where it seemed the goal went in against Aguero and everyone assumed he was offside. He, he kind of looked it. They then slowed it down and it looked like he possibly could be onside. And then off, that it was very marginal either way. Um, and then I think the and then in the same game, sorry, Hazard goes through on goal, and they're told not to put your flag up in case you get it wrong, unless you're hundred percent sure. And he's gone through on goal. He puts his flag up, and again, it was a very marginal decision that he just got right. Now, if it was wrong, he would have gone on and probably scored, but. That, or could have scored, and that would have taken a goal away in a cup final. This is where I have an issue with VAR. I just don't think we are ready on a number of levels. We're not ready in terms of the time delay of major decisions happening. We don't know when what is a correct decision and when and when not we're going to use VAR or what decisions are going to be called for. Because at this rate, every decision a manager is going to scream for Let's use VAR. Let's use VAR. Go to VAR. I c- I've just seen it on my TV screen in front of me. It was a it, it was a foul, and that's where they're going to have a major major issue. So I'm going to open up to the floor, guys. What do you think? We I know we discussed VAR before, but in the instances we've seen this week, are we really ready for a new season with this technology in place? Dell, I believe you have got strong views on this. Um, I wouldn't say strong views, but we're cl- they're clearly not ready. But I don't think I don't think it's the technology in itself that's not ready. It's the system with how they operate it. That's what breaks down. I think people are getting this confused and saying, "Oh, VAR's wrong." The technology in itself, i.e., the the the, the uh, studio referee and the TV cameras, they're fine. It's just the procedure of how you um, implement that. So um, I can't remember. There was another 
um, penalty decision, no offside decision for Chelsea on in the cup in the Carabao Cup final, and the linesman flagged for offside on Eden Hazard, and the replay shows he was onside. Now, if the linesman hadn't flagged and they just let it go, they would have brought it back for a VAR decision. Now, right. what do you, what what do you do with that? What's the process with that? Is the should the linesman flag and or should he not flag? That's what they've got to tell fans. What's going to happen in that situation? Like, don't flag. Even if you think it's offside, let it go. Or must the referee make that decision and say, you know what, I'm going to play on, and then we'll come back and see it. Okay. They need to just clarify that, and then, that's where it goes wrong. Then, then my question to you on that one is: What's the point of the, of the linesman? What, what's their job? If, well, if, that's what, well, that's what I mean. That's what they need to clarify. What they're going to use the the VAR for? What 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 is it? Do you want to look at? Is it just contentious decisions? Is it offside? Are you going to let the game flow? And only if the referee asks for it, which I think is the current procedure, but nobody seems to tell one, the players or the fans, really, that the the current procedure is this. We've got to let it go. And um, we'll, it's up to the referee to decide whether to come back for it. I think the Man City one was um, more to do with panic than anything else. Like, referee, just go with your decision. Don't panic about the fact that the VAR is broken. Just go with your decision. You're meant to be the arbiter of the rules as it stands. So go with your decision. VAR broken, can't see it. It's a goal. Let's move on. Oh, it's a penalty, sorry. Let's move on. And then you just... You don't have that six-minute wait or whatever it was at Man City in the Champions League. And then you don't have that situation. Everybody knows clearly what's going to happen with that um, Eden Hazard offside or the Sergio Aguero offside, which was given. Okay, okay. Nate, what do you reckon? Uh, How do you feel VA is going to work for us? I think... I know we spoke about this earlier in the season and we kind of looked at some of the pros and cons about VAR. And I think at the moment, obviously, we're seeing a lot of cons from our point of view because we're seeing the errors. So I guess in one aspect, it's being focused on the time delay, the fact that at Man City, it wasn't working. So for 10 minutes, they were sitting there wondering what to do because it was broken. Like you said, they could have just gone with the match. But yeah. I think now with there being so much money and so much riding on football, I think clubs would then be more even more agitated if these mistakes are wrong. So I think they're kind of trying to appease everybody. I think at the moment they're getting, sometimes they're getting the accuracy right, but it's just the pace or the timing which is now the problem. And I guess what we've got to try and work out is there's got to be a, a method where it's done within a maximum one minute, two minutes, one and a half minutes, something like that, like you said, so we can keep the flow of the game going. Yeah? yeah. By you taking six minutes, people are now at risk in injury because they're cooling down. All of these type of things. Do you know what I mean? But actually, what we're trying to do is we just want the pace of the game to continue to be how it is. We yeah. know that VAR is coming. Like, it's established. La Liga are having it. It's in Europe. It's in the cup competitions. But, and I guess we just now have to kind of somehow work out the kinks this year so that it doesn't become too much of a problem next year when it hits the Premier League. And I know recently over the, in the league over the weekend, 
there was issues with like the Real Madrid game. I think that they got a decision where he got it wrong. Yeah, winning the game, and you know, it's kind yeah. of like he gave a penalty. It was never a penalty. Yeah, and I think they're the kind of things that either as clubs and fans we're going to have to accept while but... we're teething. Like, do you know what I mean, if you, I guess, realistically, as fans, if we're saying this is the problem in the first season, okay, they're working kinks out. This can't be a problem season two, season three. But yeah, but you have to pick your problems that you solve. Do you know what I mean? I think they're trying to solve everything all in one go. So, like, to me, the biggest issue is the time it takes. Yeah. So sort out that process first. Forget whether you're getting the decisions wrong, because that's going to be experience. Experience will help with that in terms of using the VAL system. But you've just got you can't take six minutes. You know, machine broken. Referee take charge. You know what? Machines broken don't work. We're not going to review that one. I'm yeah. calling it a goal. I'm going to stand by my decision. Deal with me after the game. Move on. And I guess you know, we would have preferred that. Kind of thing. That. You would you prefer that. You'd yeah. Say, just, okay, you've made a decision. Let's keep it moving. Yeah. Just, just make, that kind of thing. Yeah. But 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 the thing is, they they made a decision, and for all intents and purposes, I believe they made a wrong decision. Now that that now I can't. How do you justify VAR, VAR making a wrong decision? It shouldn't. Should it? What? What? Which system is perfect? <laughs> Name me a system which is perfect. Well, you've got the the tennis, um, the um, the tennis system where they where they got the video replays where the ball's either in or out. I, I don't really see them. Getting... No, 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 no. They don't get the their, their 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 issue, their issue or their first issue was when a player could call it. They still had to. They still had to work on that. It took one or two different seasons for them to get it down right. We'll only allow you three in a game okay. per set. And you, do you know what I mean? They refined the thing over a period of time. But the decision but, but, making, but, yeah, yeah, but, the decision making. Wrong. All right. It's, that, that, that's the... yeah, but you need, to, you need to make that point at the beginning. What are you going to judge? What are you going to use VAL to judge? No, you no, cannot. But use it no, to judge. No, no, no. What they did was, if you look at the game at Man City versus Shakhtar, the ball yeah. was sh- shot from about 40 yards out, or wh- whatever it was, 30 yeah. yards. It hits a guy on the arm who's mm-hmm. not deliberately handballing it. He tries no. to head the ball, but then he sees it moving in a different direction and tries to yeah. get his hand out the way. They give a penalty for that. That's a wrong decision. It's not a penalty. Hold on, but, hold on, hold on. But, but but the problem is you have two um, levels of thought here. You've got players saying it's not a penalty because I there's yeah. no way of getting over it. But all the referees agreed it was a penalty. But you're confusing everything again by saying, I mean, what did you do before? You went with the referee's decision and you said, oh, the referee just made a decision. You have to go with it. If he's if he's right or yeah. if he's wrong, we'll sort it out at the end of the game. The referee's but in that when, story, he's saying yeah. I didn't see it. The, the when, VAR, when VAR, the VAR guy is saying, I believe it could be a penalty, but you when know. VAR is wrong, when VAR, well, sorry, when the VAR system doesn't work, you go with the referee's decision at yeah. all times. And this is how FIFA have brought in VAR the referee on the pitch's decision is binding. Yes, yeah, fine. That's it. That's it. And that's fine. So I don't, I, you're, you're making an argument because you didn't like a decision, but that was how we used to use it before VAR. Yeah. He didn't make a decision. He didn't give a point. No, he didn't. He gave a corner. And then he got told in his ear, hold on a minute. It could yeah, be. Yeah, it's a penalty. It could be. It's a penalty. It's handball. No. It's not just, the, the, 
the the guy in the the VAR goes, it could be a penalty, but I think you need to look at it. He says, I can't look at it because the VAR's thing's not working. He's like, oh well, I think it's a penalty. Was well, what kind? Of, then he had to try and explain what happened, why he thought it was a penalty, and then obviously the ref gave the penalty, yeah, and, and then the ref gave the penalty on the basis of what my man told him in his ear. Yeah, yeah, but the referee, hold on, the referee has given the full stop. Here is the referee has given the penalty. Full stop. That's it. The decision is made. Only because how he got, how, no, no. The decision is made. The the referee on the pitch has the, is the final arbiter of the decision. He gave penalty. Period. Period. Whether 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 it was incorrectly advised to him or not, or he couldn't see it, you're confusing the whole decision. He gave a penalty. First and foremost, he gave a penalty. Full stop. Move on. VAR has done this. VAR and its ability has done its job. The only thing is, he couldn't see the replay. Oh. He was told to give a penalty. He went, mm, from what I saw, are you sure I'm giving a penalty? We think it's a penalty. The group of them has agreed. The guy on the pitch has said, yeah, okay, I'll go with what you said. Penalty. You said, you said it hit his hand, it hit his hand. Yeah, with, move uh, on. It, it wasn't on purpose, but I guess what we are trying to say is, with, like I said, the VR, VAR system has to definitely be looked at. And it is okay. those kind of things. And it is those things yeah. that have to be worked out. Yeah. And but I that's going to... I don't think that's going to happen day one. You're going to have... Some of these things that are in there, decisions that you don't like or you don't think are correct. Um, I think that's inevitable. Rugby had it, tennis had it. They all had it. It's just to what level and how quickly they correct these, these what we think will be errors. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, <laughs> I, I, I'm not buying that for a second, but you like Wow, that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you like selling it hard. I, I'm I'm seeing that I'm on the only one on, on this side of the fence over here that's anti VAR. But you know, we'll, we'll we shall see. That's but, not even about, you know, it's not even about being anti VAR or being pro VAR. We just know that VAR is coming. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's yeah, that's it. It's, it's yeah, that's how it is. No what? No what? Brexit. You but, but, no, no, exactly. I was going to compare it to the same thing. Compared to Brexit, we could put a delay on this thing. <laughs> we could put. A delay. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, you don't have anybody who's and who's. Right. Do we really want this right now? I, I don't think we're ready. Let's make another decision in in a, in a few months or so. But yeah, I but who would be who would be the first who would be the first people to rein it back? Because it's being sold as progress now. Everybody's agreeing with it, it's progress. Who's going to be the first people to roll it back? It's in what? the league. Uh, it's they use it. Yeah, I mean, it's they've used it everywhere. If if the yeah. Premier League are not one of the teams, the first team to jump on this, it's not happening. Remember, Premier League were like the first team to jump on the. Goal line technology. The rest yeah. of Europe is now trying to catch up. So much so that in Europe, there's like 18 referees on the pitch. Yeah, exactly. Because they don't have the goal line technology. <laughs> yeah. And even they're beginning to realise we need to get goal line technology. This is ridiculous. Because they're still making the same mistakes without goal line technology. Mm. That you used to have when it was just one referee and, and two linesmen. Mm. Okay. Well... We're gonna to have to agree to disagree on this one. I, I, I'm, I'm a skeptic. I, I, I believe that you know when Villarreal comes in, I don't, I don't think English football is geared up for the delays and the problems. Other is leagues, any? Like, like La Liga and Spanish football is slow. So taking a is season, anybody is is anybody yeah. geared up for it? No, those leagues are slower, and they can they can take six minutes break. People take six minutes break rolling around on the floor. There is no such thing as a six minute break in the English game. That coming in on a regular basis could be a problem. Well, no, will be a problem in my book. But as you said, it's coming. It's inevitable. 
So let's just get underneath the umbrella or get wet. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Pretty much. Okay. Okay. Well, talking about um, things on video um, and VAR decisions, we kind of mentioned it before. We got we got the infamous Sari and his um, his storm in a teacup and him decision his decision to substitute his goalkeeper based on the fact that he thinks he may be injured and also he's got this bright idea that um, that the, the, the goalkeeper he's who's a horrible goalkeeper outside of saving penalties is actually good at saving penalties and he's used to play with all those guys who are about to take penalties against us he would know where they're going to put it or be used to their penalties technique he could save a couple I'm going to bring my goalkeeper off I've got one sub left I'm going to bring him off obviously we saw it Kepa refused to come off. No, he showed his, I say strength, but it's more of lack of strength by the fact that he couldn't get a player off the pitch. Once I saw that, I put the clock on him and said he has got approximately 72 hours before he sat. Even by the time this podcast comes out, I reckon he may be gone. Because if you lose at Spurs at home, adios amigos or yeah back to Spain you must go in comes Steve Holland I bet and or some or or, or even John Terry's freaking hoping to get a job after sitting in the sky sports studios lambasting how bad um Sarri's doing basically he, he ain't got a, a leg to stand on now where does where does Sari go from here? Can you see him survive? I've literally put a clock on him. I put a post out. I've got 72 hours. He has 72 hours in the job. I believe they'll lose against Tottenham and he'll be sacked within an hour of that defeat. Uh, uh, I think he's harsh. On what part? The, play, think... the players are not... They, they, they showed their respect for him. You had one player... Literally manhandling, saying you can't come over and do what you want to do to Kepa right now. You have to stay in this bear hug I've got you in. He did that. Rudiger. Oh, Rudiger, Rudiger, Rudiger. Okay. I think he was, he was about to rant in his face. And he, he but you're reading that. You're reading that wrong. I think Rudiger saved the manager from making a show of himself. At the end of the day, he was right to make a show. He had to do something. He was. He he lost. He had his balls cut off in front of him. Uh, this is you. You. This is to the North Bank. I'm not even asking. But both of you can go. I'm gonna be real. Okay, I'm not. All right. The thing is, yes, I understand. At the moment, it seems like he's lost the change room. Yeah, I think obviously what happened on Sunday was a huge disrespect. Yeah, I get it. You're playing. Blah blah. By that moment, there you should have gone. Kepa should have come off. Yeah. If the manager's made the decision, you've got to go with it. Similar to how the VAR, the ref makes the decision, you go with it. You can deal with it laughter. Yeah. And I think at one point, when Kepa made the save, when he when he saved one of the penalties, I felt like then he thought like I'm going to prove what I've done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and when that penalty went underneath him, before even like the final penalty, the penalty that went underneath him, I got people yeah. was penalty, and yeah. I said, no, this is what I'm saying. I'm not saying Willie would have made any of those saves. I'm not saying any of that stuff, but it shows a lack of dis- it shows a lack of respect. It's seventy million pounds or whatever, however much they paid for him. It's a, it's a total lack of respect. Yeah. And I get the fact that he has lost the team, but sorry, I for me, this is still the same Chelsea 
that went almost, I think, weren't they the longest or second longest undefeated team in the Premier League? Like yep. this season. Yeah. Right? They did get to a cup final against Man City, which is arguably the best team in the league. And they couldn't score in normal time again, man, against them. So for me, every, like, don't get me wrong, sorry, it's a bit nonsensical up there, yeah? But I think it's a bit early. We were talking earlier in the season, they were calling it sorry ball, yeah? Every yeah. time Chelsea was scoring, we were calling it sorry ball. I'm not saying he's the best thing that's ever happened to Chelsea, but to be honest, since Mourinho's left Chelsea, they've been a bit on the ropes, yeah? Like they haven't, they haven't really consistently put a good manager with a good team together consistently for a long time. Mm. I just think there are lots of problems at Chelsea. I think this coupled with the whole they're potentially going to get banned, they can't buy no one for two transfer windows. It just seems like it's a bit of a mess at Chelsea. So I think all of this coupled makes it even more of a kind of yeah, sorry, should go. But I don't think he's actually that bad. No, I don't think he's bad at all. I I, I just think he's a bad fit. It, it it like most managers are a bad fit, and it's only because actually I'm gonna say my point because I I, I want to go talk to uh, hear what the North Bank has to say on this one. I'll say my point. I'll come back to it. North Bank. What have you, what have you got? Sorry, not North Bank. Paxton Road. Uh, yeah, get it right, man. Uh, in terms of should he go or. Is, no. is the clock ticking on him? What's... The, clock, the clock has been ticking on the. I think with Chelsea, people have got to factor in expectation. And it's not of the fans, but it's of the board. Right? That squad is about is about where it should be. You know, for, a, for a team that is almost utterly reliant for his attacking, attacking potential on one guy, that team is literally where it should be. I don't think it should be any higher than, than what it is. Maybe one or two places higher, but that's about it, given the uh, good defensive record. But like, um, I agree with Norfolk. Sarri's not the problem. Mm. Like, they, they've, they have so many other problems. And you know what? The goalkeeper showed what the problems were, i.e., it's the players and it's the attitude that they've been allowed to ferment there. That a one player, and this is the bit I don't think we've covered yet, one player refused to go off the pitch. But that to me wasn't the issue. The issue to me was the other 10 didn't take him off the pitch. How does nobody go up to him and say, get off? What are what? you doing? You're what? embarrassing the whole team, club, everybody. What, what are you doing? One did. David Louise went over and kindly asked. No, he whispered. He whispered behind his hand. You, yeah, know, it, you it, might it. think about going off. <laughs> take, take a step towards. Take a step towards the other side. Think about it. If you don't want to bother, don't worry about it, mate. Just just stand yeah. there. I he, won't he force you off the pit. He walked off. He goes, "Oh, you're not going." Okay, then fair enough, mate. I'm a little, I'm yeah. <laughs> None of the other ten, including the club captain. Oh, he was nowhere to be seen. Went there and told him, "Get off the." Your captain of the day doesn't. Take him off the pitch. How does that work? Yeah, that's that to me shows he records he he he's got the support of uh, his squad. No, he doesn't. But then no manager does there. No, the players are out for themselves. Okay, so so this this is what I wanted to talk about earlier. But just bring them back. So I'm I'm telling you, sorry, he's gone. It's a matter about when. I believe it'll be within seventy two hours. End of the season, probably. I don't think it will last that long. I think they're going to go in. But this could be the best thing that 
that happens to Chelsea. And, and I say that in a weird way because if they have got a two-year ban from signing players, people like Hazard, they can still sell players, right? That's correct. Um, yeah. They can still sell, yeah. uh, register them. So yeah. Hazard will say, oh, well, I'm, I'm off. Okay, Real Madrid's come in now. This, we, we can't buy anybody to invest and in, make us this team into the Champions League or win anything. So, you know, I've got two years left at the top. I'm going to go play for Real Madrid. Willian will find his way to some Brazilian um, or Portuguese or Spanish-speaking club and he'll be fine. Pedro will find his way back to Spain. He'll play for Real Betis or somebody like that. So they'll be left with all their loan players. That is, oh, don't say it. Don't say it. No, they, um, that's, why, it. that's why. I said it. That's why. Um, no. Um, um, <coughs> Aston Villa, I can't remember his name from off the top of my head. Tommy Abraham. Tommy Abraham. How can you not remember the Abes? Abraham. All those guys would be, would be left with nowhere to go. Because oh, listen, listen! Don't they, think they, after they, ten years they, they, of chucking their youngsters everywhere but Stamford they, Bridge, they're going to turn around out of desperation and start playing their youngsters. No, but but then if they did, I'm saying if they did, if they did, I don't know if they if they did. This was what could happen. They're bringing somebody like a, a um, like a Steve Holland, who's probably been with most of the youngsters anyway, and then he just goes right. All the old players. Out you go. I'm playing all the youngsters, and he and they breed a new sense of the club in terms of a new. Okay. Let me tell you why that's not going to happen. Why you have to accept failure. Yes, right? you have to accept yes. two, three years outside of the Champions League. Well, no, 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 no. no What's no. this? No, no business. Yes, they've got. They've had. They've had the best youth team for the last ten years. And okay, name me one of their youth team players that made it through to the first team squad. None. But that's not, exactly. That's not the point. So right? the best is the, the best youth team player is 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 where it is consigned to history and doesn't amount to a hill of beans. They are still not going to stop what they were doing for the last seven to eight years. Well, they have to because they can't sign nobody. This is my point. If you can't sign no, nobody, you've got to play whoever's left at your club, and the only people this who left is, at your club will be the younger players. And if you this is free for there's, there's a there's a there's a brown envelope to get you out of this. It's just picking the right brown envelope. North Bank, I know you're feeling me on this one. Come on. I'm so, no, okay. I understand the premise and I understand that obviously if everything were all the stars were aligned, it makes sense that they start to invest within their own club. Yeah? Yeah. Abramovich is not even in the country. I don't know where he is at the moment, if he's in the country or not. I just, don't, I just don't know if Chelsea have got the balls to make that happen. I feel like it somehow there would be some form of transfer, like um, process. There'll be like a kind of delay in the appeal process. Somehow you manage to get okay, you can do the first transfer window, and they go out and spend them a ton of money and make it happen. To say we'll accept the next two transfer window bans. Like mm. and, and I think this is to be fair. I even feel this is like I'm sure Chelsea went through this a little while ago when they bought. What was that guy's name? The guy that was supposed to be going Man United and he ended up at Chelsea, Nigerian centre midfielder. Oh, Obi Mikel. Yeah, I'm sure there was some some kind of fine or some kind of ban that they tried to do then. But so yeah, no, but wasn't that wasn't that on him? That fine was on him, didn't he? he I, thought the, I thought the club he, had to do something. I don't know. I can't remember what. No, I thought, I thought John Obi Mikel breached the rules when he signed 
for Manchester United in the first instance and then said, oh no, I've made a mistake and then signed for Chelsea, but hadn't cancelled his contract with Man United or something like that. It may and have been United like, had to pay so, United had to yeah, pay like, the money. Yeah, United, yeah. I just feel like money talks, bullshit walks and I almost feel like somehow Chelsea will be able to pay their way out of this. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's my definitely. thing. Like, in an ideal situation, yes, I think it'd be amazing for them to start playing some of the youngsters. But I don't believe that's in Chelsea's philosophy unless they stripped it back and then you had people like maybe Frankie Lampard and John Terry came to do some management duo and they looked and they really wanted to kind of build up the infrastructure. Uh, the you know, they're not coming. They're not no, coming but, until they got good players. But I mean, they're, like, not, I don't they're know. not mad. I don't they're think they've mad. got that. I think, like I said, in an ideal situation, I think it would be an amazing opportunity. Like you said, they've won the, the Youth Cups and all the rest of it for a long period of time. Now we understand why they've done that, because they've been spending lots of money and giving people, parents with brown envelopes, <laughs> oh, you can come and become part of our youth. Yeah, I get yeah. it now. Like yeah. you understand how yeah. they've got to this stage. It's yeah. almost yeah. like that Paddy Power advert. We wanted to build the best uh, web uh, design team in the world, so we went out and bought it. That's what Chelsea. That's what Chelsea are like. They wanted to build the best team in the world, so we went out and bought it. There's no replacement for this. Okay, so you the see- only way they're generating money is by loaning and flogging all these youngsters that they say are good all around Europe. So you guys are not feeling my utopia idea of uh, a, a Chelsea youth team coming through being managed by a manager of the ilk of say. Pochettino, for example, who's willing to play youngsters, then surging through the leagues and winning the oh. league. With... Oh, no, no, definitely not winning the league. <laughs> hey, wait, league. wait, wait, wait. I just want to put it on record. The last man to say that you can't win uh, the league with kids, you will know what happened to him. Alan Hansen. What? Alan Hansen said that you can't win it with kids. No, we're not saying no, 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 no. We're not saying that no team can win the team, win the league with kids. Chelsea. Just saying Chelsea can't win the league with kids. And this is not... Uh... Uh, a hate against any other team. It's just, it's not in Chelsea's DNA at all. Every trophy they've won in recent history has been bought and paid for. It's not getting twisted. They haven't, and this is the other thing that I thought of actually whilst we were talking. Another reason why they won't risk years out of the top four is this. They've won the Champions League. They've won the Premier League three or four times, I think, and they've won FA Cups. They haven't grown their fan base one iota. People are not queuing up around the block to be watching football at Stamford Bridge. So they know they can't take years out of the limelight. They can't do a Liverpool 20 years since they last won the league. They can't do a Manchester United four years since you last won the league. They just can't afford to do it if they want to maintain their seat at the top table because nobody's interested. Okay, so, so, okay, so, Sarri's out. We we, we agree. We were agreed at that at some point. Who next? Who's coming in next? Because don't forget, there's no transfer. They have no money to spend at this point. I know. Going, are you taking your um, um, idea, your uh, your utopia? Surely it will be Arsene Wenger, no? (laughs) <laughs> On that he, loved, he, 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 he loved to play youngsters he's got a style of football that he wanted to play the bars and the ticky tacky football remember Bramovich he's not he's not currently in a contract remember Bramovich will get him on his yacht chuck him a few brown paper envelopes massive envelopes and then yeah. just say come and do a thing for my team for your utopian 
values, he would be the best fit. He would be. So wait, wait. So, so, so Northbank, you're telling me that you would accept? No, 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 no. I don't accept anything. I just said the great utopian history. I'm saying utopian values of you saying somebody who's willing to play the youngsters and develop a kind of structure within the team, you would go for someone like Wenger. I don't think Wenger will go to another Premier League team. So I can't yeah, see the utopian. But I really don't think the utopian value thing's going to come true. But I'm just saying if it did come yeah, true. We're just, following your, we're just following your idea of this utopian value. Okay, but wait, wait. So, so Sarri has been sacked. We do know that, right? I mean... I... No, you're guessing that. I still don't think you're... Even if they lose... Uh... I think I don't think Kepa's playing on Wednesday. I no, don't I don't think, think so. I That's even think... more reason to, to lose because Willie Caballero is no. crap. So he is, but this is where this is where Sarri needs to stand up for himself and just say you're not in the team. If he can't even drop the guy after disrespecting him that much in front of national television, then he might his his career is done. He can't get a job anywhere else. Well, you watch if he does that, some of his colleagues that that get along with Kepa are gonna throw their towel in. Okay. His career is on the line as a coach. Yeah, well, if they get whooped at by at home to Chelsea... They won't get whooped, but listen to this. His career as a coach is... You're not listening. His career as a coach is on the line. It's not on the line. He can go back to the head held high. He can go back you to, can't make a substitution. After the player refuses to be substituted, you can't drop him. Your your career as a coach is on the line. There's no kahunas. No kahunas. Do you know what I mean? Can you, can you imagine what they'll be saying in the dressing room? <laughs> Seriously, the guy's career is on the line. He has to drop him. He has to. Pure and simple. If he doesn't drop him, retire. Go home. Count your millions from Chelsea. Go home. Because there is no club in the world where you will not get disrespected. Uh, I'm telling you this now. Hand on the heart. If he plays Willy Caballero tomorrow, Spurs will win about 4-1. No, he's not that bad. He is he's that, not that bad. No, he's not that bad. He's yeah, not that the bad. Chelsea team is not that. The defence and stuff yeah. is not that bad. So yeah. it's not like you're playing against... I, I think, don't know. But, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. You guys are confused. They just played 120 minutes on Sunday. They look yeah, tired. Tiredness may kill them, but Willy Caballero is not going to kill them. Okay, okay. Tired, tiredness may do it, but Willy Caballero playing is not going to do it, right? And 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 I, uh, it doesn't give me any pleasure to say this, trust me, but um, I don't think they'll throw in the towel because Willy Caballero is playing. Uh, they're at home, for God's sake. I don't know. Spurs Spurs have still got another piece of pressure. They've lost to Burnley. They've got to try and come back. And they've got North London Derby the following Saturday. So, do you know what I mean? I think their heads are going to be everywhere as well. Hmm. All right. A little bit, I think. But even even with Kepa playing, I I would say that Tottenham are slight favourites because of the Wembley uh, Cup final. Uh, That must... That's... That mental pressure on Chelsea is going to be quite strong, especially as they lost. After all of that, went through penalties, and and you still lost. Yes, but I don't think Willy Caballero is that bad. That, that bad that he's going to give them four goals. No, no. I did you no, see I him? Can't see that. Just by chance, did yeah. you see the World Cup? 
They dropped him. They dropped him. Yeah. This ain't the World Cup. This ain't Argentina. And okay. I just don't think he's that bad. Okay. I'm, I'm going to leave it at that because I, 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 I'm just going to yeah. yeah. Uncensored friend. Don't get, too, don't get too uncensored that we need to censor you. No, not. not. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Well, talk about being red. We see, we're looking at Liverpool now and they're definitely wobbling. I mean, the foundations on that are shaking. Klopp's panicking. He's doing he's doing dubious um, substitutions. He's making very strange tactical decisions, and I think the pressure's getting to him. And I and I want to point out. Um, so last week before the Manchester United game, I was talking to a Man United fan, and um, it was just after the Champions League game, and they said, "Oh look." Van Dijk's out injured. I goes, I bet you Van Dijk plays against um, Liverpool. He goes, no, no, no. He won't play because why would he play? He's injured. He's out for a couple of weeks. Isn't it? I goes, Man United. He plays against Man United. He, they, they, they probably believe that they could get away with him not playing against Bayern because there's not really much pacey players there in the, in the middle of the pitch and it, they're at home. But they need him for Man United and he probably couldn't do both games. So he picked the league and that's what they've been doing all season long is picking the league over everything else and it's getting to the point now where pressure's tight and their pipes are busting and their players are not performing the front three look drab when um Firmino got injured on the weekend looks like he's a, he's a doubt now to the rest of the season with an ankle problem so it's never going to be perfect so they're probably going to patch him up and get him out as much as they can and he's bringing on Daniel Sturridge and Divock Origi. And let's face it, they've played about 30 minutes between them all season long. So how good are they at the end when you need people to be winning you games? They're not the ones to be calling on. So my question is, Liverpool are, are seem, seeming to be wobbling, but have Man City left it a bit too late, given the fact they've just won the cup and they do. They now start. They they even looking leggy. They've got injuries to Laporta, to um, Fernandinho, and Aguero. Look like he's definitely not going to play Wednesday night. So, have, have they left it too late where they can't put a sustained amount of pressure on them to go above them and go away from Liverpool? So, no. Um, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I always said that Liverpool were going to fall down at some point. Yep. Um, there's what is there like a point now between the two of them or something? Yeah, that, that oh, yeah, yeah, one point. Games. Yeah, I one point. Yeah. I think I always said it was going to go down, like it was going to be down to the wire. But we've got enough games left in the season where Man City, for me, I feel the cup final. Yeah, you can be a bit leggy because you played a lot of minutes. I think they've got a big enough squad to kind of rotate certain players, and I feel like then it's now time for them to start pushing on. And I think this is what. This is where I guess Pep starts to earn his bread because he would have known this already. So he he's been. You remember, if Liverpool were still seven eight points ahead, you can say, all right, do you know what I mean, I think Liverpool have got something. Man City only needs to take up a point now. That that point can come with anything. Liverpool can't even. Liverpool have what what drawn three out of their last five games. Mm. Yeah. So yes, I think Liverpool are wobbling, and I think Man City. To be honest, I think we're probably in the next. Well, we we're getting to March now. I reckon by April, I'll give you a month, I reckon Man City, are gonna, they're going to start being daylight between Man City and Liverpool. Uh, and, and, I think, and then that's when I think Spurs are potentially going to start trying to catch up with Liverpool. Okay. 
I mm, I, uh, I don't see that. I, I do agree that I think the um uh the only the team that could cope with these injuries that are occurring at the moment is Man City. Um I think Fernandinho uh, he's the uh, one they can't really they, they've lost tw- twice when he hasn't played Fernandinho. The rest of them, yeah, I can get the injuries. They can they can mix and match and swap. They've got no one to swap Fernandinho in. They've lost twice in twenty seven games. Wow, that that must have hurt. No, I, I no for me he he's got he can change up his style of play where it doesn't become that big a factor. Uh, I think they say he's out for about four or five games. Um, if if any of those games are not against Manchester United. I can see, still see them picking up the points. They, to be honest, they moved the, they moved the um, uh, Manchester derby to April. No, yeah, April, end of April. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can, I can see them coping with that. Um, he's not going to take the FA Cup too seriously, I don't think. Um, although, obviously, a domestic treble will will cement his place in history or whatever. Um, are Liverpool wobbling? Yes, because it's squeaky bum time, um, which um, is what Fergie used to talk about. And the team most ill-prepared for that is Liverpool, because they rely on um, on Klopp's temperament, like his energy to push them around the pitch. But they look tired. But it's because he keeps taking away on breaks so that they can sit on the beach I, I and, go. and not do much training. I go one further. I go to the point where if I go to my initial view that start of the season was they were the one team in the top six who had the least players at the World Cup near the end of the World Cup or didn't even go to the World Cup. They had a fresh squad come first day of preseason training. They were the yeah. first team in the Premier League. That's why they were able to blow away teams at the start very easily. And it looked like they were head and shoulders above everybody. And as we've seen, the season grow further and further. That has slowed down, and to the point now, yeah, but they look tired. Yeah, but you got to add to that one thing, and this is the big thing which speaks to your argument. He's only got, he's only really got a first thirteen. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like he can't really replace Firmino. Oh, he can't. There's no one to replace Salah. Um, you may get away with. Um, oh, he's a Swiss player. Um, oh God. Shakiri, yeah. Uh, in terms of, he's not really a Salah, but you may get away with uh, Shakiri replacing him, and then um, he can't really replace Mane. Um, he can't replace Robertson at left back. He's just lucky that he hasn't really been injured for any long period of time, and he's got no right back. No, he has. He's got uh, what? James Milner, please. Oh no, he's got um, Trent Arnold. No, Trent Arnold is his main right back. He's got no replacement for him. Oh, okay, well, yeah, no. Right. And in midfield, it's a it's a horror show outside. When Wijnaldum is the answer, what the hell is the question? Because that guy um, Cater is clearly having his first season problems. No, he's clearly not good enough. Sorry, I, 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 I'm gonna. He must. They must have seen something. No, he, he's a decent player. I think you remember the Premier League is a different kettle of fish in it, and I think yeah, sometimes doing, doing stuff outside of the Premier League is good. And it's about how is he, how can you transfer that into Premier League? You a lot of players don't necessarily hit the ground running. They need yeah. time to adapt. 
I, I, I think he, he's another one like Son was for Tottenham. Everybody thought we were going to bomb him out after his first season. All right, it's it's a hell of a change up, I think. Look, guys, sorry, I'm I'm on this one. I'm going to be forthright and say that he's not a good player. I'm writing him off as of now. Written off. Oh, no. Done. It's, it's cold. In his son, son's a striker, a winger, going to run past people and score goals, set up goals. Yeah. This guy is meant to be a center, center midfielder who passes <laughs> the ball. He yeah. passed two yards to his his mum. He made he made he, two he's he made does, two, he's made he two errors. He's he made two run, errors since he came. He runs he made, where he wants to pass it, and he drops it off at your toe. That's he's it. made two, he's made two errors when when he came. All right, because he was in an unknown. Uh, he he made two errors. One, he took the number eight shirt, and two, he publicly came out and said, "I can replace my hero Steve and Gerald." Now. That's two critical errors there that you should not make a statement on when you haven't played at full pelt in this league. So now people are comparing you harshly to what Steven Gerrard used to do. He can't even come close. He doesn't know how to come close. The pace is too much for him. Paxton Road, he is a centre midfielder. Centre mid- yeah, I'm, but I learn this role in the Premier League is different to Germany. It's nothing to do with roles. It's nothing to do with roles here. Let's Let's clear this up. Call me old school, but I like a midfielder who can pass the ball. You're That's old school. Main job. That's their main job. <laughs> You're old school. I'm calling you old school. You're old school. He's a central midfielder. He he was coming in. He was coming in saying that he could be the new Steven Gerrard. I think that meant more of attacking midfielder than what Klopp is using him for. But either way, the pace of the Premiership, he looks shot. Every game he plays, he looks shot. He's like, what? I have to get back again. Let me take my time. No, they're, they're breaking on you. And this could be Huddersfield. Anyway, I'm putting on record here. I'm saying he's dead. Dead. No. I won't go as far as he's dead. I'm not even putting no, over underrated on him. That's tough, man. That's tough. Maybe. Come on, give it. No, no, First no. season is, is, no, is, is a killer. I've written him off. I've written him off. No. I'm not even putting him on an under, under or overrated. He's dead. That's how bad he is. Jeez. He's dead. Tough. He's out here on these streets. Even I'm, even I'm thinking that's tough. And <laughs> I, I, I would normally agree. I'm thinking that's tough because I'd still think first season you got to give him a shout into the second. No. Well, anyway, your point, especially was... at 54, 54 million, I think. Yeah, they must have seen something. That was fifty-four million too much. Well, well, he's dead. You can pick a million players in the championship who could do what he does. Just because he's from another country and, and, and he, he, he played in the Bundesliga doesn't make him a player. He cannot pass for literally two yards. It, watch him again. And I, anyone listening to this, watch Cater play football. He runs where he wants to pass the ball and then he leaves the ball there and then runs away. That's all he does. If you ask him to pass the ball two yards, he gives it away. Every single time. He's dead out here on these streets. He better and going Sorry, just not, very quickly, not, going back to the league title. Yes, I don't think it's done and dusted yet, and I and I think a lot of these pundits are talking nonsense. It's a lot closer than people think because it's not about winning and losing. Draws will do it for you. Right, Liverpool don't have to lose any games. Can you imagine if there's one point between Man City and Liverpool, and then they have to play us at their ground? 
Or I think Chelsea have to go there, no? Not Chelsea. Chelsea. Uh, Liverpool, um, Liverpool. Liverpool plays Spurs. Yeah, at Anfield. Somebody else has to go to Anfield in the top six. Chelsea have also got to go Anfield. Yeah. Those games are key. And they have to win with a point there. They have to win. And that's going to be nervousness because if they don't score in the first 20 minutes against Chelsea, that's highly highly likely. All right. What are they going to do? That's that's going to lead to panic. That's going to lead to the pressure. And unfortunately, Klopp's history has shown that he can't cope with that pressure. Um, his managerial, managerial history has shown that. Man, Liverpool's history, especially recent, has shown they can't cope with the pressure of winning the league. Well, okay. So, especially at Anfield, but it's still it's still open. It's I still I still think there's a three. It's highly unlikely for Tottenham, but I still think there's a three with five points. Um, You're still in it with what is it? Twelve games to go now, something like that. Eleven. And I understand. I think that obviously Spurs. If obviously if they'd won on Saturday, and and then they, I guess everyone was talking about the title being in their hands as they got to (laughs) play. I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that. Hit a glow. Go on. Say again. No, I'm saying, obviously, I'm just saying the pundits, they were saying if Spurs had won on Saturday, then the fact they got to play City and the fact they got to play Liverpool, the title's in their hands. They win all those games. The title was theirs. That's basically what they were saying. And I just realised, I think a lot of pundits just talk a lot of rubbish. Yeah. Massively. I think Man United, if you look at City, the only two hard games I reckon are Spurs, and that's at um, the Etihad, and then they've got United at Old Trafford. Yep. And I reckon they're both of them are beatable and winnable. So I that's why I'm thinking personally. I think City are in a driving mm. seat, and now I just think it's a matter of time. I do think Liverpool, Liverpool, they had their best chance when they they started making daylight between them and City. The fact they let that claw mm. back. I don't think they've got enough to put forward again. Okay, but then Liverpool have the same kind of fi- fixture list as, as Man City, where they've they've only got two difficult games, that being Chelsea and, and Tottenham as well. At home, is that not winnable for them? Everton away, man. Everton away. They got. Uh, Everton. still difficult. Yeah, they got. That's that's yeah. a derby. Okay. Okay. If yeah, I give the, the derby thing a, a, a go. It is a go. It's a derby. It's a little. It's no, a, but you know, but, and the other thing, like. That people, um, another thing that's making it difficult for Liverpool, and I think this is why they uh, they've let this this gap slip. It wasn't so long ago. I think end of January, beginning of Feb, some commentators were calling it and saying Liverpool had already won the league. The gap was too big. You're never going to make it. Liverpool won't lose three games. I'm thinking they don't need to lose. It's only seven points. The gap. Draw two games and then that's it. You're in must mustn't lose territory. And there was like 15, 16, 17 games left. And it's not helping Liverpool. I think the mindsets of their fans is like, every time they turn up at Anfield, oh, we'll blow this team away. We'll be 4-0 up before half-time. That was like August, September time when that happened. Every other club has caught up now in their terms of their fitness level, their preparation and their energy levels. They can't be doing that anymore. So then the pressure comes on, and that's what I think Liverpool are going to struggle with. Okay. Okay. Well, talk about Liverpool. We 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 we've today just or yeah today we've just seen that our our friend Brendan. We have to give him a, a welcome back to the Premier League. He's left. He's left Glasgow Celtic, 
um, to get come back and, and manage Leicester. And a bit of a strange one, because I, I don't understand why he didn't wait until the end of the season to, to, you know, win the league and then, you know, come to Leicester. It's not like Leicester were going anywhere. What, what would they do? But he's returning back to the Premier League. He's, he's joining a Leicester team that, technically, they've got a few good players. Um, they need, they, they want to play decent football. They seem to have got a good manager to, to go with that philosophy. Do you guys think it's a good fit, though? Is Will Brendan be the Brendan at Liverpool? And Swansea, or will he be the Brendan at, at the end of Liverpool, where he just didn't have a clue and they just got rid of him? What do you reckon, Paxton Road, Dell? What have you got? <sighs> Your mate Brendan. A big who cares? To be honest, oh, it's it's a bit it's a bit. Um, what's he been out the out the Premier League three years now? Probably four now. Is it four? It's a bit of a challenge to come back and hit the ground running like he's doing. They're kind of trying to give him a third of a season, see how he gets on, evaluate his squad and all that sort of nonsense. But these players have to get to know him, to be honest. It will be easier to do it in pre-season. Right. Do you know what I mean? And like be on a, uh, be on a trip with the players and everything like that. Uh, than it would be uh, in a in that last third of a season where the, your squad is your squad, but if you fall out with them, some of the other players will want to will carry that into next season. You know what I mean? And he's got to make decisions and stuff. So uh, it's a tough one. He might be a good fit, but I'm doubting it. Um. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too sure if he can be as good as he's going to need to be. Okay. Okay. North Bank. Nate. It was funny today. I got the the little, you know, like the little ticker comes up on the phone. Uh, Brendan Rodgers going to Leicester. Like he's in talks with Leicester, and I thought, okay, well, why in heaven's name? He... At that point, I'll be honest with you. I didn't even know Leicester manager had been sacked. <laughs> like, that sounds like a, you know, I do a podcast and I should really know these things but I was like I didn't even realise that Fulham had been sucked and then I thought well why would you leave Celtic to come to Leicester I get it that the Scottish League is one way but practically you're going to walk this league do you know what I mean go and get a record another league title all of that kind of stuff do you know what I mean do that stuff then if you want do it in the transfer window in the summer but I also think to myself for me I don't know if it's a lack of ambition for him because for me I feel like where are Leicester going? This is not the same Leicester team that had just won mm. the league and potentially are pushing back like for Europe. I just think, Brendan Rodgers, you coming back to Leicester now is just you coming back to the Premier League. Like, you're not even at a team that is going places, if that mm. makes sense. You know, like, if you really were ambitious enough, as you say, um, the uncensored footballer, in Van, he believes that my man's got 72 hours. Why not wait 72 hours and put your hat in the Chelsea Yeah, job? true. <laughs> yeah, but is it not? Like... This is a stepping stone for him, you think? He's just, he's, he's using this to yeah, be here that's... so that he's in situ. Potentially, what I'm saying, that's why for me, that's what I'm saying, that if you're doing it just so your name is back in the yeah. Premier League, then fair enough. But I just feel like Leicester, don't get me wrong, while they have their kind of, their good points and their bad points, like Jamie Vardy's there and stuff, so, I mean, he's the poor man's uh, bad man. But <laughs> what, what else have they got? 
yeah, you, you fought for Bubba, that one. But what I'm saying is, what else? I, for me, I just don't know where you're going to bring Leicester. Like, yes, they won today, and I saw them in the crowd, him clapping, all the rest of it. But where are you going? I just feel like, where, are you, where can you take Leicester? You're not taking him into the, the depths of Europe. So where are you taking him? Okay, okay, okay. Well, Brendan, we don't know what you're doing here, but you're here. Welcome. Um, we're going to have to wait and see what, what your plans are and how far you will take Leicester. But I want to leave, leave some time for us to say a, a good mention into what what you guys would call the biggest game of the season. We've got a North London derby coming up on Saturday. Uh, it's 12.30 kickoff, I think. And uh, uh, nice and early for you guys. Um, it's going to be 90,000 packed in at, at Wembley again, I'm, I'm guessing. Now, the last derby was one of the best games I've seen in a, in a long while. Passionate. It brought back the real passion of football and kind of friends were no friends. Friends were enemies. There were no frenemies around here. Everybody was an enemy if you weren't wearing the same kit as me. Now, my, my question is, obviously, Arsenal won that derby convincingly 4-2. It, obviously, it went back and forth during the game, but ran out 4-2 winners. And they took selfies, as they do. And they were parading up and down, showing, you know, going a little bit OTT, if you might, if you, you might not say um, North Bank there, but it went a bit OTT about winning the game. Then it ended up, at some stages, 10 points behind Spurs in the league. And currently, he's, what, seven points behind now at the moment, as, as we speak. Yeah. So my question to you at this stage is, what does this derby mean for you? Is this just um, pride now that you win the game and accept the fact that you'll finish behind Spurs or is this a stepping stone to try and catch them? Or or is there more? I think it is a... Okay, first of all, I think it is it is a pride thing. And I think if they can say that, for example, okay, if Spurs did finish above Arsenal and Arsenal said, well, they won their two games... And it means that okay, next season we can push on and we can then go back to having said Totteringham Day, where it's the day when Spurs mathematically can't go above Arsenal. Okay, make say Arsenal guide in the right direction. You could even say if Spurs finish six points, or say the Spurs finish five points from winning the league, for example, or being top of the table. And you could say, well, Arsenal, we made sure that Spurs didn't win the league because we took six points from them. So, yes, it could be a pride thing. But as I look at the table now and I say to myself, OK, it's seven points. Imagine Chelsea do beat Spurs on Saturday. Okay. Maybe maybe Willie maybe Willie does an amazing save. He pulls up <laughs> a maven save. He passes it down the pitch, Hazard goes on and scores the winner. Then hold on, and Arsenal have won. That means now the gap has only gone to four points. Arsenal play Spurs, Arsenal win, it goes down to one point. Do you see what I'm saying? So I feel like, there's enough games in the league that this still means something. Okay. Yeah? So I do personally believe pride still takes a fact. I don't think... Also, the fact that Spurs came to Arsenal the other day in the uh, Carabao Cup and they won convincingly, I still think that there played a bit of parts where actually Arsenal are not quite happy about that, if that makes sense. So I do think it's about pride, but I also think it's just, it's about the fans, it's about yeah, let's see if we can win the North London derby. Okay, okay. Dell, what, what is this game to mean to you? Do you need to just cement your place? Well, you've, you've spoken openly that it still could be technically a three-horse race. Um, by the time this comes round, as North Bank has just said, you may just be one point ahead of them. 
so what what does this mean to you what is it is it pride or is this just just another notch on the belt really that you know just take another victory move on and move on to the next um well move on to the champions league <laughs> to me it's um it's um I'm just trying to find the right phrase now uh to me it's just another game it's 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 not important anymore, is it? If I remember rightly, that um, certain Dennis Bergkamp once said, "It's not. It's not our biggest game of the season anymore, is it? Is that <laughs> not? Is that not the Dortmund game? I thought. I thought that. I thought. I thought that's what. I thought that's what um, Dennis Bergkamp was saying back in the day. It's not their biggest game of the season, was it? Perez. One of the two, anyway. Uh, no, but that's my thing. Is is it your biggest not game? Not really. Of the season? The game, I don't like. Like I said, that's what I'm saying. I think the game clearly probably means more to Arsenal than Spurs. Don't, but I guarantee you, those Spurs, I guys, they also think. It means I tell you something. Much. I don't think it means that much to Arsenal. To be fair, I think what means more to Arsenal is trying to stay in that top four. Um, I think. You know what? I think it means more to the manager actually because he's still trying to make his mark on that club as a whole and that would be a way for him to do it. I think the, the biggest the, the this is the biggest game to the Arsenal manager at this moment in time as he tries to make his mark on the Premier League like he tried to make his mark on the Liga like he tried to make his mark on the French League. It's the same way and that's why I think it's going to be a big game for him. Um, from a Tottenham point of view um Actually, both managers. I think Pochettino's laying down a marker for when he plays, when he manages a big club in terms of world football. He wants to lay down a marker and he's gone as this friendly, touchy-feely, you know what, I love you guys. I I love playing in football. I love how we work. You know, I love just watching good football. Nonsense. He now wants to show something and show that he's hungry. So I think it's more important to the managers. The fans, this game will always be important to the fans. Or true fans, I would say. It will always be important. It'll always be the biggest game of the season. Uh, there's, there's These rivalries are the reason why you watch football. Agreed. And, and that's why, to the fans, this will be the biggest game. It will, it will always be the biggest game. It will always be the biggest game. There's nothing going to trump even... Um, Tottenham Everton with the league on the line will not trump this North London derby and winning this North London derby well for Tottenham. It won't. Because that's 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 the essence of 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 Premier League football. It's that rivalry. It's it's being the top dog somewhere. Okay. Whether it's in your backyard or whether it's in the nation as a whole. Okay, well, lo- lo- last time around, before the North London Army, we did a joint 11. Now, this time, I kind of want to look to you guys and, and give me the star performer. Who's going to make the difference for your side to win the game? Now, obviously, you can go with your Abamyangs and Canes and be, and be the obvious go-to name. But I want you to pick out somebody that is not so obvious, that's the unsung hero that's going to help you win the game. So, on that note, I'll go with the home team first. Who's who, who's who's gonna win the game for Spurs? Um, 
Leno. Is that his name? Leno, the goalkeeper. Yeah. Yeah. Our goalkeeper's gonna make yep. you in the game. Jesus. <laughs> uh, if there is if there is nineteen million no twenty million pounds worth spent this season. I have yet to see it. Check is still the better goalkeeper. I would like to put, and he's, like he's nine hundred and fifty years old. I would like to put Kate in the ring, just 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 for that sense. Of no, that. that was fifty six million. I was exact. Yeah. Okay. If there is a worse purchase of twenty or um, purchase of twenty million pounds worth of talent, I've yet to see it. I don't think he's a good. I don't think he's a good goalkeeper for the money. And if there was anybody that is going to help us win the game, it's going to be him. I can see it now. He comes for another cross, misses, and Toby Alderweireld heads the winner. He, he is not very good, and he would be my star man to uh, to help us win the game. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. Did the do you know I mean the banner levels today? Are, they're going to the roof. <laughs> going to the roof. Through the roof. All right, I've, I've, I don't know, but it's fine because hopefully, like I said, hopefully after this game, it'll be one point between us. Um, I think I don't think it's one player. I think it's a combination, and I'm, I'm going to get stick for it. But I reckon it's the combination. If he does this, I reckon we win the game, and that's have the combination in centre midfield of Torreira and Shaka. I think if he plays that. I feel when he plays that Arsenal a bit more solid. I think if he goes for Guendouzi, he's not doing what he should do. And he's going... And I think we end up losing the game, personally. Or not winning convincingly, should I say. If he plays those two, I reckon we've got it in the back. Is your, is your, is your um, centre-half... I've forgotten it. Sakaratis? Is that his name? Yeah, is he back? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's around. All yeah, right, he's yeah. back. Okay. Yeah. Um... Yeah, no, I I would be happy to go up against that. I when we lost that game, we didn't lose it up front. We didn't lose it in midfield. Uh, we lost it at Arsenal's front two. For me, um, I kind of I disagree. I think I think he lost it when when Ramsey came on, and he plays in midfield. From what I know of him, well, I think we lost it when because um, Lacazette did not start that game. No, when we lost four two. I think he came on, didn't he? He wasn't starting. Uh, Lacazette's movement was what yeah, killed us. Came on, came on as a sub. Yeah, Lacazette's movement is what killed us. Okay. Oh, oh, well, he, a... was, he was he was the much needed improvement that they had. I'm, uh, a... I'm hoping he does his hamstring tomorrow or something. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed. Though, <laughs> to be fair. I'm a little bit disappointed. I thought you would have gone with the with 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 the with with the 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 the, the Spanish. Xavi in 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 the great Harry Winks, it, mm-hmm. in quotation marks. I thought you would have gone with him, and in quotation, marks, quotation marks on the uh, on the Arsenal side. I thought you would have gone the, with the the prolific Awobi. Uh, I really thought those were. Well, to, <laughs> okay, we we laugh in jest, but Awobi he actually played very good on Sunday, and he was actually he probably made a lot of difference. I oh. think when Awobi's playing again with Ozil and Mkhitaryan. He plays better than he does when he plays with other players. I think he did all right. Okay, okay, okay. Well, okay. Well, give me a score, guys. What's the score going to be? Pax, Pax and Roger, you can hold on for a second. You've got, let's go the way <laughs> yeah, to. 
What have you got? Um, going, it will be a one-three task. Oh, what do you win? Punty. Packs the road. Uh, uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take the bait. I'm gonna go with uh two two. Two two. Mm. Okay. Okay, so you're gonna draw. Well, I just hope it's a it's a it's another thrilling instalment of the a continuation of a, the thrilling instalment we had last season last early in the season and we get the same kind of we're not friends, I don't know you kind of football, we're going to war. Let the best team win, and that's what I kind of hope for. I want to see passion from both sets of players. None of this. Oh, it's all right, mate. We're international colleagues. We'll we'll see each other next week. Pat on the shoulders. None of this hugging that we saw with, with the main United Arsenal game. I don't want to see no hugging anywhere. I want to see real blood, sweat, and thunder football. So, with that, we've come to another end of a great episode. I'd like to thank you guys for your input, and um, I can't wait to come back to you again with the predictions of this of this game and see where it all went wrong for one of us or one of you guys, I should say. And um, yeah, thanks for your input. No problems. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Be good. Talk to you next week. Harry Vadeshi. Harry Vadeshi. Talk to you guys later. Time's ticking, Harry. Time's ticking. Alright. And we're done for another week. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week providing you with the latest news in football. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And we'll be back providing you with great content.